Are you worried that someone you love is in suicidal distress? When you recognise the signs of suicide, you can help a loved one begin their journey towards hope. Go to pieda.ie to learn the warning signals and see the simple steps that you can take to help. No suicide, know the signs. Pieta, ending suicide, beginning hope. Join me, Jim McCausland, for the Business Hour on Ross FM every Thursday from 5pm to 6pm for all your business news and business chat. Hello and welcome to the Business Show on Ross FM with me, Jim McCausland. Today I'm joined on the show by Tom McAvoy from Pieta House. Pieta House first opened their doors in Lucan, County Dublin in 2006. Since then, they have seen and helped over 58,000 people in suicidal distress and engaged in self-harm. Pieta House now operate 15 centres and five outreach services across Ireland. Pieta employs 200 therapists and administration staff and the demand for their service is ever increasing. Hi Tom and thanks for joining us on today's show. Jim, it's a pleasure to be here speaking with you and and to the Roscommon uh, contingent that you have huge support of, I'm sure. Thank you, I appreciate that. Tom, a lot of people have heard of Pieta House and a lot of people know about different things that uh, Pieta House do. How does Pieta House work? Well, a lot of people, thankfully, do know about us, Jim, Mm -hmm. and that's thanks to the massive, massive community support we have throughout the country, and especially in the Roscommon region. Um, Pieta are in existence now, Jim, since 2006, founded by a a great lady called Joan Freeman, uh, who is a clinical psychologist and uh, found herself in a situation which she didn't think she would ever be, and also... I suppose often said afterwards that she wished uh, that it never visited her door, but found herself that she uh, had a loved one who died by suicide. And yeah. um, in her position in in her work, uh, she decided rather than dwell and you know go in on the, and and almost deny the situation happened, uh, decided to grasp the the, uh, the opportunity with both hands and uh, look into see where people could have attended or could attend around that time. And uh, unfortunately, she found very, very little access to uh, people who who could have uh, maybe looked for therapy in suicide ideation or self-harm intervention therapy. And, um, and then, you know, thought about her work and, you know, and was inspired really uh, by a number of different uh, aspects, including people around her. Uh, to found Pieta, uh, the word, the name Pieta, I suppose it's it's an unusual name to to call an organisation. But Joan was inspired by the uh, the statue that uh, Michelangelo created back in 1198, um, and if you know the image itself, or the the it's an icon, but it's uh, it's of you know um, a mother and her child or her son. And uh, the broken body, Joan often referred to, um, to to her son on her knees. And if you visualise the uh, the icon itself, mm-hmm. um, if you stood uh, the the mother uh, tall, she would be eleven feet tall and wow. really broad <laughs> shoulders and a deep lap. And um, 
you know, that, that was the image that Michelangelo created of a significant figure. And this person, uh, you know, had to carry that, that weight and, uh, and, and all of that of, of her, the broken body of her son. Yeah. And this, this inspired Joan because it was um, just, you know, there, were, there was a tremendous, and there is still a tremendous amount of grief and mothers holding the broken bodies of their children and their sons and daughters, uh, you know, in our community still to this day. And thankfully, it, it has lessened over the years. Uh, and, you know, that, that was one part of the inspiration. So the Pieta Way was created as a result of that. And, um, mm-hmm. and and the model hasn't changed to this day, Jim. Uh, you know, the, the model is, is based around empathy. You know, it's, it's, it, we have huge values of respect and dignity in Pieta for people who come across our door. We're rooted in compassion and care, and we generate and we nourish hope. That's our, our strong value. And that, that really has resonated hugely in the Irish community, that there is somewhere to turn, even in your darkest hour, that people can, can, uh, can you know, look for hope, look for a bit of light at, that, at the end of that tunnel, mm-hmm. and trust us, you know, that, that we can try and help them through that. And it, most of it, is, it, it, it can be a temporary, you know, issue in a person's life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, people can live a full life, you know, after going through therapy, that they, they're... They can start afresh, perhaps, or they can they can take you know life one day at a time, and you know it it really is inspirational for us to hear messages coming back from clients who you know have been through the door to say that you know when they came to the door of Pieta, they were really in a broken state, in a crisis. They didn't know who to turn to or where to turn to, and thankfully they did cross the threshold, and they were so brave to do that. And often people say to us that it was the candle at the door uh, at, 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 at our centre that they realised all of, like they, they, they almost felt understood yes. by, by that simple little action. And that's part of the Pieta way. Yeah. So it's just, it's remarkable how, how simple things can be, but, but yet how powerful they can be as well. Mm. Tom, how did you get involved in Pieta House? You know, it's traumatic, but at the same time, hopefully listeners are, um, you know, maybe in, even inspired by by our family and, uh, you know, by people who, who speak openly about traumas and so on. Maybe they can get inspiration from that. And that's why we speak as a family and support Pieta. Um, I, I come from a family of eight, Jim. Uh, mm-hmm. My mother died in a car accident, come back to 32 years ago now. And... Um, it left us uh, traumatized enough at that time. Uh, as a family, we were all still living under the one roof, and um, I'm the eldest in the family. So um, over time, we managed and we got on. And my father is a great man, and um, you know he, he inspired us all to keep going. And uh, and and we were trying to manage as we went. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, 18 years after my mother's death. Um, my brother, uh, who is the second youngest in the family, uh, chose to die by suicide, which is just, um, we, we experienced one, one level of grief in our family, which was horrendous at the time when my mother died. But this was a different grief yeah. when Adrian died. Um, it, was just, it was just so 
um, oh, it was just you know so difficult to manage and to deal with. But we th- thankfully we rallied as a family together, and uh, we just said, look, you know this this can be the breaking of us, perhaps. And oftentimes is the case, you know, people just separate, they go their own ways, they start blaming each other, you know, there are all the questions unanswered about, you know, why Adrian, you know, chose to go down this route. But, you know, the back of it all, we had built up a certain resilience uh, within us. And um, we just, you know, spoke frankly uh, around the island in the kitchen one day, and um, we said we can... We can try and help somebody not to go through this grief that we're going through. And how can we do that? And uh, at the time, we didn't actually know anything about Pieta. And uh, we did seek help, you know, from different quarters at the time in trying to manage how we how we were going through this, getting through it. Yeah. And, you know, somebody mentioned something about Pieta to us in the back of it all. And we just didn't know who Pieta were at the time. So... Thankfully, um, you know, we made more inquiries and, um, you know, some of us were dealing with it really well. Others were really challenged by, you know, the, the, you know, life and all the questions unanswered and maybe how could we have, how could we have avoided this? So, um, you know, we really had to, to, to reach out to Pieta uh, for another family member within the group. Uh, and um, this person, and it's public knowledge, so and, and, and he's very happy for us to, to speak about yeah. about it, that we sought help for a family member, uh, and Pieta were the, the organisation we turned to. And, um, and, you know, I'm glad to say that this person is still with us today, living a full life, and, um, and then we said at that point that Pieta really deserves our attention, and, um, and we got on board with Joan and we started to raise a few funds for her and this is very early on this is back in 2008 yes. and then um, you know it really it really started to gather momentum and um, Joan inter- interviewed me in the back of a car heading for a radio interview one day <laughs> <laughs> as you do and yeah. um, she said look would you would you like to work with Pieta because we need we need people who understand what we do and all of that and um, at the time I I have a business, I had a business going, and I just, you know, I couldn't do it right away. But I said, look, I'll continue to help you and support you. And then, you know, eventually she convinced me a year later to to join, and that was 2012. And the rest is history for me, because it's just been a wonderful journey to be on and meeting such fantastic people and supporters throughout my life in Pieta. And, uh, And knowing that, you know, Pieta have made an impact uh, in our society, that we've helped over 60,000 people in the last 14 years through a crisis, through, a, a you know, a, an event perhaps that's happened in their lives that they were finding it very difficult to get through. And uh, we, we, ha- we have, you know, helped them and their families and, and all the, the support that they have around them. And, um, and that is massive, huge thanks to the community. To, uh, to give us that, you know, I suppose, confirmation that uh, we are doing something worthwhile and, uh, and, they, and, and they have really come behind us to support us in that. And I refer to the community, Jim, not least the Roscommon com- uh, community and the committee there in Roscommon who have helped us, you know, in, in more ways than they realise uh, through different periods of Pieta's life. 
And, uh, you know, I don't want to go mentioning names to you, Jim, because yeah. I don't forget names. There's lots of people. They, they know who they are. Yeah. And, um, and I, I'd like to really reach out to you as well, Jim, because especially you've helped us uh, enormously over the years through Casey's in the town. And, um, you know, we really sincerely thank you for that as well. Well, it's our pleasure to, to help uh, in any way that we can. And I really appreciate you uh, telling your story, your personal story. And I, I know it's not easy uh, to, to go over these things, uh, yeah, but I appreciate it. It brings you through the moment again, Jim. But but as I said, on reflection, you know, I'm very happy to share that because, yeah. you know, we don't know who out there, you know, needs a little bit of persuasion, perhaps, um, you know, and, and um, you know, to look for help and seek professional help because a lot of the time it's the only way that we can get beyond that uh, that darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, and your local doctor can be really of help, you know, local men- mental health support, I mean. But if people mm-hmm. are, you know, in a suicidal crisis or, or self-harming or people who are bereaved to suicide, you know, as I said, it's a special grief. And we have the expertise to help you through that. Yeah. Tom, what would you say is the strategy within Pia House? Well, um, it hasn't changed over, over the years. The strategy is to make uh, the... The action of, you know, coming to the doors of Pieta is so, so easy. It's completely free of charge service. So somebody who's coming to our doors doesn't have to think about funding, um, you know, therapy. The therapy is based around um, a solution-focused model. You know, it's it's providing 12 free sessions of counselling to the client, and we can deliver more if necessary. You know, we offer help to clients who are struggling, um, you know, with thoughts mm-hmm. around, you know, different perspectives and and giving them coping skills. You know, the coping skills can be around maybe, you know, having to deal with a trauma in their lives that they that they maybe didn't acknowledge to that point and all of a sudden, you know, uh something really hits them, you know, face on and they don't realise what it is at the time. And it can be, you know, going back to, um, I refer to Adrian's death, you know, 18-year period Adrian was dealing with, um, you know, my mother's death. Yeah. and Or it can be, you know, more 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 simple stuff than that, that perhaps, you know, it could be a mar- not, certainly not a, a, a simple marriage breakup. It can be a family issue, you know, that, that hasn't been discussed or spoken about for years and, and that has been allowed fester. You know, it can be maybe... People are challenged by finance. You know their their um, situation has changed, and and all of a sudden they find themselves in a difficult position. But like the strategy for Pieta is to get people to the door as easy as possible. We don't require a GP referral or a hospital referral. Mm-hmm. You know people can just literally lift the phone to us, access us as simple as that, and um, you know then they go on a journey with us. All our therapists are professionally trained. Yeah. fully accredited they're um, employed for their warmth you know we, we specifically look for personal warmth in a, in a therapist uh, and um, you know it's it's just it's just like the organization is built around simple stuff but um, it, it's that intricate uh, route that people have to to get to us uh, through their own emotions mm-hmm. that uh, that hopefully we make it simple for them after that you know, with our therapy. 
when clients come to you, when people come to you and they say they have an issue or that, uh, what kind of therapy model to Pieta House use? Um, like the model is the Pieta Way. We call it mm-hmm. we call it that because it was designed around you know different different uh, aspects of of, uh, of our vision, which is to reduce the stigma. Uh, it's you know we 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 often find it very very challenging to speak about our mental health uh, in a capacity that it can sometimes uh, you know render us um, you know maybe as weak or as um, you know uh, what's the word but it, it can be you know around the, the, the aspect of we can't take this on our own shoulders or, or, or we'll burden this and we'll, we'll not share it with somebody else to give, a, give them the, our burden and you know the, the the idea is to try and reduce the the um, the intricateness of of um, of people coming to to um, you know to, to look for help. That it's a simple route, and the Pieta way was is is designed around trying to make it as simple as possible for people to to to, to avail of this one to one therapy. Somebody sits across a room in a lovely environment. A nice, nicely decorated room, um, and you know, will will share their story. That story is only told once to uh, our therapist because we guarantee the same therapist from beginning to end with the with the the client once they get on with each other, and then that remains in the room. So the whole conversation and the therapy is completely confidential, mm-hmm. and that's a crucial aspect of of the work as well. You know that that it, the legacy of you know attending Pieta and and all of that that stays within the four walls of Pieta, yes. So that it doesn't it doesn't uh, in, in, intrude on your life after that. You know, which can often be a burden for somebody. You know, if if uh, if they felt that this would show up on a on a GP, GP uh, record or you know, medical record later on and all of that, because these are momentary crises that we go through. We need a little bit of help to get through it. And after that, you know, life life is relatively normal again. And and that's what people often say to us. Okay, Tom. Each week we ask our guests to pick three tracks to listen to. What's your first track you have for us? My first track, Jim, and thanks for asking me to to select uh, music, because music can be often uplifting and... um, and I love music as well. We we sing as a family as well, Jim. So yeah. I'm delighted to say that that um, you know we 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 share lovely moments and and, uh, and all that of singing. But um, I love Coldplay. Um, yeah. Coldplay are just a, an amazing group for me, anyway. And Chris Martin in particular, mm-hmm. just a wonderful voice and a, and a great songwriter. I would agree and with you. Yeah. Would you? I do. I love I love Coldplay. I love yeah. their music. Yeah, it's just great. I was at uh, Coldplay the last time they played in Crow Park. Yeah. I had the pleasure of being with my daughter at that, and that was just an absolute uh, jaw-dropping concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, they do their best to, to uh, uplift you. But there's a, a song called "A Sky Full of Stars," <laughs> and uh, the, the, just the, the, the resonance of it, the, uh, the, the, the meaning of it. You know, the, for me anyway, it just you know, I look up. I love looking up the stars and uh, going out of a, a lovely clear night and seeing the beauty and um, and just you know, I think there's millions and millions of stars up there. And I often 
think of Adrian when I look up to the stars and think yeah. he's looking down on us and um, giving us a little bit of a leg up every so often. Yeah. So Sky Full of Stars is uh, is my first track that I that I love to, to listen to.
welcome back to The Business Show on Ross FM. Today I'm joined by Tom McAvoy from Pieta House. Tom, Pieta has three pillars of practice, which are prevention, intervention and postvention. Could you tell me a wee bit about each of these? Sure, uh, Jim. The uh, three pillars that you refer to uh, ultimately deliver our service. So the prevention work that we do um, is is around a couple of different things. Uh, prevention is better than a cure sometimes. And uh, the prevention work that we do, especially in schools uh, lately, uh, in the last four years, uh, is based uh, on a model we call uh, the Resilience Academy. Uh, this program that we have, we, we deliver to 14-year-olds. So it's a secondary school and second class in secondary school. Um, the, the model was based on, on um, you know, all our background, all our data that we received kindly from, you know, all the therapy that we've delivered over the years and the therapists who are obviously professional and uh, helped us with the designing of this. And it's based on eight modules. And uh, the eight modules are classic, you know, pieces in, 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 and a piece of jigsaw in, in our lives and especially a young person's life. And it can be, you know, around family, it can be around, you know, school, it can be around their sexual identity, it can be around, you know, maybe bullying or challenges with social media. Uh, so we we uh, offer these eight modules to, uh, to the students and then they select four of these eight modules and we go on a journey with them over six weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's delivered by uh, a PA staff member and uh, we come into the classroom and, uh, you know, the, the, the teachers remain in the classroom as well. And, uh, you know, we have found over the years that uh, the, the, uh, the response that we've got and received from the students is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're fantastic at being able to, um, you know, uh, speak sometimes about how they feel, uh, share their life experiences, perhaps in the, in the, in the different aspects. And, uh, and and using a language that, uh, you know, is a peer-led language, in other words, that somebody at their own age or their own level will understand probably better than it coming from an adult. And that is the power of being able to deliver the Resilience Academy. So we're delighted that the last year it was delivered in full was 2019 because schools unfortunately closed in 2020. Yes. And, um, you know, we saw 11,500 students in that that particular period which was amazing that's and, a uh, phenomenal amount of people to get through in in one time 11,000 11 and a half thousand uh you know in 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 a huge amount of schools all around the country so we 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 uh we love to to think that everybody can get access to this yeah. so it's it's part of a you know plan going forward that we will continue to deliver this uh it's a different environment we're in now unfortunately so we're hoping that starting in February, that we we will revisit at least sixty of those schools who who have received the uh, the Resilience Academy, and that we can uh, revise or we can, you know, go, go over the uh, the modules with them again uh, to be as easy as possible for us to to deliver this. And it'll obviously be virtual because we won't you know we won't be basing it on having to or getting access to the schools, but we still want to do it. So, you know, starting maybe at, at the latter part of 2021, we hope to start delivering this uh, this out again in the normal way. 
Uh, also, our uh, prevention work is based around uh, our 1800 number, 1800-247-247, which is uh, our free phone helpline, which is manned by professional therapists on the other end of that phone. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's part of our prevention. In other words, that somebody you know, might be, like to access us, talk to us, you know, figure out maybe what's going on and uh, and how we can help them. Yes. And um, also, uh, our, uh, you know, we have a text number, uh, which is really convenient for people who don't want to verbalize how they feel. H-E-L-P, you, you text the word HELP, H-E-L-P, to 51444, and people can uh, can literally go back and forth on text with a professional therapist on the other end of that. That's really popular with young people. Yes. We're delighted to say that we, we have responded to over 50,000 texts in the last year. Uh, so that's just a, a, an amazing tribute. It's, it's great to see how you've developed the service because from the traditional kind of face-to-face talking to the on the phone to the text, uh, there's a variety of ways that you can interact with the different services from Peter. Well, like we've learned over the last year, Jim, uh, more than ever before, that we can uh, we can use the tools that are available to us in a better way, and uh, give give perhaps more people access to us, even rather than you know visiting our centres, which people sometimes find it you know difficult to cross a threshold. First of all, also maybe it's inconvenient to have to to travel to a centre as well. And, um, you know, even though the face-to-face is really, really important for uh, for people who are, you know, at an acute level and we can't really interact with them over the phone or I was just going to mention our video therapy now that we've introduced since the pandemic started as well. We, uh, we have um, a facility that uh, people can move over to our, uh, you know, Zoom or our Teams that uh, meetings that uh, we're we're all too familiar with in yes. the last uh, year or so. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it's just amazing that a therapist can can see a person on the other end, uh, and you know even reading body language and looking into their eyes, you know you can read a lot more per- perhaps than than simply a phone call as well. So um, like you know a, an absolute tribute to the therapist who have been able to to uh, to evolve and uh, and also to the clients who are able to move to that. We also find people who are living in rural isolation, perhaps, uh, you know, using this more than ever before, um, especially our older community, would you believe, mm-hmm. uh, who are really, really familiar now with Zoom and uh, and, and are, uh, you know, coming across as, uh, as, as as able to use, you know, this facility. And Tech it's just, savvy. <laughs> yeah, but it's just isn't that a, yeah. a great tribute. It is. Uh, to people who are able to do that and you know we're delighted that that's giving more and more people access to our services and that's the intervention work that we do uh, so the intervention is really face-to-face therapy or you know phone-to-phone therapy that uh, that we were delivering at the moment yeah. and that's people who are in suicide ideation or self-harming um, in particular and then the postvention work that you refer to as part of our pillar is the the bereavement support that we offer people who have, uh, you know, unfortunately, who have, um, you know, come come to a point of uh, maybe a family member or a friend dying by suicide, yes. and again are challenged by by that grief, and uh, we have really great professional people on board who who are able to help with that bereavement. We furthermore, Jim, just to mention to you that we yeah. have a great support. Uh, for people, um, you know, in families or in communities who can't attend a Pieta and who would like the support 
of for bereavement support, um, suicide bereavement support, that it, that one of our therapists will attend uh, a home or a gathering uh, to to talk to people about maybe that suicide, and you know how this grief is going to to take a shape in their lives, and uh, and and maybe you know just to try and deal with with uh, with that experience, and uh, it's really really it's called uh, suicide bereavement bereavement liaison uh, service and yeah. uh, we have that service available uh, and and people can access that if they wish yeah and it is important for people to talk when when someone's feeling down or someone feels there's a bit of pressure on them it is important for them to talk and after a traumatic event like losing a family member to suicide or that it is important to go out there and try and take on some of the supports that are there just so she can you can work your way through it. Okay. Yeah, and working working is the word because it is mm. it, it, like it's one step at a time. Sometimes, you know, uh, people unfortunately, you know, um, perhaps feel a stigma around opening up mm. after a suicide takes place in in the you know in your family or in your friendship because. You know all the unanswered questions, as I referred to earlier, are there. So, yeah. you know, we we realise that we know that, and um, you know we we have a special way of of trying to help people. You know, take one step at a time to deal with it. Um, you know, and and you you are absolutely spot on in um, you know in 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 reaching out or speaking to to somebody about how you feel. You know, the best advice that I could give today uh, around that is, you know, if you are concerned about a loved one or a friend or a family member who is uh, is struggling or, you know, might might be showing stress or, you know, sort of signs of of uh, of being under pressure, you know, maybe lifting the phone to them today, you know, maybe sometime in the in the near future is is uh, it would be a great thing to do. And, you know, you're not going to be that therapist, but just even just a, a reach out or, a, you know, a helping hand and say that you are thinking about them. And, um, you know, you were concerned a little bit maybe about, you know, the last conversation you had with them or that, uh, you know, there are um, different uh, aspects of, of how they were de- working through this, especially the pandemic that we're dealing with. Yeah. And uh, maybe they're isolating themselves a little bit more than they used to and so on. Just asking them, how, the, how are they? You know, just simple three words and listening for the answer. You know, that's often a fault that we can find in, in ourselves sometimes by trying to jump to conclusions and, and uh, trying to really uh, be, be, the, be uh, repair something. You know, just listening sometimes can be the best medicine that you can, you can give somebody and, um, and giving them the opportunity to talk. And if you are concerned about somebody, it's no harm actually to mention, uh, you know, are you suicidal? I know that can be a really, really hard thing to say or to think about even, Mm -hmm. but it's a myth to think that you're putting that idea in their heads if you say it. In fact, it's the opposite. Uh, It might be the best thing that you can can actually, um, you know, mention because uh, if, if they are thinking about suicide, they might not have actually realized it that they are, that they're in that, uh, you know, mindset. And by actually mentioning it, you could actually 
uh, you know, spur them on to, uh, to, to reach out and say, God, like, is that the way I'm actually coming across? Because I am feeling unwell and I haven't been feeling great. And yes, I've had dark thoughts. And you open up a whole new conversation. Yeah. And then the persuasion of, of, of uh, you know, giving them an opportunity to, to, uh, to reach out and get, get help and maybe bringing them to the door of a place or, you know, even to the doctor's surgery or, or even just making that phone call on their behalf to reach out and, and look for help can be a brilliant thing as well. So you are right in saying, yeah. you know, it's, it's important for us to stay connected at the moment. I think the hardest step for someone that has a problem is saying that they have a problem. I think that it gets easier for the person once they, they ask for the help. It's, it's, it's like everything in life. You know, the, sometimes we are in denial, uh, you know, of, of different aspects of our life. Um, but by somebody maybe mentioning it or reaching, reaching out to you as a really trustworthy friend that you can rely on, you know, it can be hugely uh, impactful and it can be a relief sometimes to, to have a frank conversation with somebody. And it's a gift, in my view. You're giving somebody a gift, you know, to, to reach out or to, to, to chat or to talk. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're at the end of the line. You know, sometimes, sometimes people don't actually need us. All they need is a conversation, you know, yeah. with somebody who, who they can trust and rely on. And, um, you know, yeah. that, that's often the case, you know. There are great people out there who, who have great empathy and, um, and and do a lot of good work. Yeah. Uh, and no the ones are to be judged. No, the, the, you go and it's it's a, I'm sure it's a service that you're there to listen. You're there to find out what's going wrong. You're there to help. But there's no judgment. Absolutely. We um, we, we say, you know, we we ask people to engage, you know, on a, in a non-judgmental manner with empathy. We certainly don't judge people when they come come to us. They've struggled to get to the doors, and um, the last thing they want is for somebody to be, uh, you know, uh, thinking of them or belittling them or you know not not have or show dignity and uh, or compassion and care. And um, you know, we 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 um, we really you know love to see people coming to us, and uh, you know the more people who, who reach out to us the better and that really brings me along to say you know the huge community support that we have received over the years has allowed us to expand into 20 centres 15 of which are main centres and five outreach centres over the years over the 14 years yeah. and um, you know the, these these are crucial uh, lifelines for people to, to reach out and cross the door yeah. and without that huge community support I referred to earlier we, we couldn't continue to expand and we want to continue to expand. You know, there were rumours out last year that Pieta were really struggling and the rumours were correct in terms of our financial position because we were really struggling at the time, mm -hmm. you know, because of the, the, the darkness and light event having to be cancelled sure. and then yeah. Sunrise Appeal, which we, um, in, you know, got going at the last minute to really try and, you know, deal with our financial crisis. Um, thankfully, we received massive support since then, Jim. Yeah. Um, you know, we're really in a solid footing now at the minute to uh, to, to continue to deliver. And, um, you know, that's, I just can't say enough about the, the community support we receive. 80% of our funding that we receive is community support. 
and then 20% roughly from the government, yeah. who are our single biggest funder. Um, you know, we're hugely regulated as well nowadays through the charities regulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, all our accounts are online. You know, all that sort of stuff is, is done correctly and rightly so, because uh, there's a huge trust from the community to Pieta, uh, and we hold that dearly. And, uh, and you know, we have to really, uh, we, we implore, you know, the community to, to continue sending people our way and, uh, and trust us that we are dealing with in the best way possible. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're, we're delighted to receive that level of support. And we are a very professional organization nowadays that we have over 200 people working in Pieta. You know, it's a huge organization. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we have lots of wheels turning constantly, as you can uh, hear from, from the, the different aspects of our work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it requires a very, very professional organization now to continue and grow. And uh, we are, we're dependent upon. And, uh, you know, we, we don't take that lightly. Yeah, it's interesting, Tom, that you say about uh, the Charities Commission and how highly you are regulated. When I uh, started looking into this show and what kind of questions I'd ask you and doing a bit of research, I was blown away by the level of transparency that you have got on your website. Everything is there to be seen. There's nothing that, it, that isn't there. And I, I think that's that's to be commended at um it's it, like any information that you want, it, you will find it through the website. Yeah, so the website www.pieta.ie is a fantastic resource. Uh, you know, it, it not only gives you uh, our free phone numbers and all of that, it also gives you, you know, um, uh, the ability to to uh, look for signs of suicide, you know, all that sort of great information that's there. And also, as you mentioned, you know, it, it, we, we, do it, we, we do it intentionally uh, to be as transparent as we can. Um, you know, we are being asked to do that by our community because we are an organization um, developed over the years by the community. Uh, you know, we, 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 have, we started out in Lucan in 2006. Uh, we grew then in 2010 uh, to another um, center in Limerick. And then the next uh, the next centre started to develop around the country, and uh, you know it's a tribute again to to the people in your area that we were brought across to Chum, um, mm-hmm. and a great man called John Kincannon uh, brought us in that direction, um, and he wasn't taking no for an answer, <laughs> and uh, he 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 put his money where his mouth was as well, and. Uh, you know, people might remember the secret millionaire come back to many years ago yeah. and uh, donated a great fund to us as well then and also brought a great lot of support around there. But it gave us the confidence to continue growing because the, the community wanted us and, um, and, and, and funded us equally. So, um, you know, uh, we, we owe it to the community to be transparent. And, um, you know, the charities regulator is, is, is a, a great... Um, comfort for our community to know that, uh, you know, we are being regulated really well and, um, you know, we have nothing to hide uh, and, you know, we answer the questions in the best way possible we can when we're being asked them, uh, you know, and um, we'll always have doubters and we'll always have people who, who um, you know, want to, want to challenge us, I suppose. We welcome those challenges because we have nothing to hide as well. And, um, you know, we, we are always mindful 
that uh, when 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 these things happen, that the the most vulnerable in our society are the people who cross our door, and we want to make sure that people know that they can trust us and that they uh, you know can depend on us. Uh, they never know when the hour will come that they need they might need us, yes. and uh, you know we're all vulnerable from time to time. We don't know what life would throw at us, so. We just implore people to continue, you know, the, the, the rate of support that they can, can give us. Um, and, uh, you know, we realize that we are, we are, we are there for them and uh, we thank them for that level of support constantly. You have a, a service down in Athlone as well, not far from the studio. Am I correct in saying that? We sure have. Um, the centre is there now for the last four years, Jim. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great centre in, in the middle of Athlone. Um, again, a bit like all the other centres, we had to cease operations when the initial lockdown came in March until around June time. And then uh, we started to reopen our centres uh, with safety in mind, with uh, all the, the, the sort of the protective materials that we required. And I'm glad to say that the centre is seeing a limited volume of clients through the door uh, on an ongoing basis. And it's very accessible because... You know, the motorway is just only around the corner and um, and we have the train station and the bus station in Athlone as well. Yeah. So it really is a convenient uh, area to, to, uh, to come to, especially for people living in Roscommon. Tom, uh, unfortunately, I think there's a, there isn't a community in Ireland that hasn't been affected by suicide. Do you believe enough is being done by the government to help charities like Peter House? Um, yes, like uh, there's never enough. Uh, that can be done because we still have a huge high level of suicide in our country yeah. uh, preventable in our view um, because people you know in, an, in a normal situation want to continue living they, people don't choose to die because it's naturally given to us to do that we are you know we are uh, made up of lots of different turning uh, pieces and and we want to survive and we want to live, but we just want to take the pain away. Yeah. And that's really why people, you know, um, sometimes die by suicide because they just want to reduce that pain mm-hmm. um, in their minds. So um, we, you know, we, we implore the government constantly to continue supporting us. Mm-hmm. We, we, we um, our model, as I was mentioning earlier, is an 80-20 model. Uh, we, there are, they are our biggest funders which is uh, brilliant. Uh, They did increase uh, the funding to Pieta uh, during the summer period when we were, uh, you know, on a back foot in terms of funding. And uh, we we were constantly appealing to them, but they did reach out to us a further way. um, And we have a a thing called a service level agreement with the government uh, that that we deliver our therapy. um, And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful for that level of support. But, I, su- um, you I know, suppose the reason I'm asking you that question is because uh, there's a lot of coverage in the media about the crisis in mental health care and that uh, I would regularly read articles where I would say, look, uh, the mental health care uh, provision in Ireland is not the standard, that it's lacking in so many ways. Uh, you do believe that you're getting enough support off the government to use? Well... We, we can always do it more, mm-hmm. uh, Jim. And, yeah. um, you know, we are we are seriously thankful for the level of support we receive, but we could do it more support. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're 
we're constantly, um, you know, visiting uh, different aspects of our work with the government in the hope that we can uh, continue to to receive more funding. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's it's an ongoing exercise. Um, it's de- we are developing a great trust with uh, with the HSE, and uh, you know, we deliver a serious service, as many listeners will uh, will hopefully agree mm-hmm. with, uh, and uh, we are providing a vital lifeline. You know, so it it is it is something that we're always constantly visiting, and uh, you know we're building up relationships and so on. Uh, so, uh, look, you know, mental health has been uh, a poor relation uh, for for many years in in Ireland, um, and um, you know we we remember and we want to forget sometimes the high walls that were built around our mental health institutions for mm-hmm. years in Ireland. Uh, it's um, it's a pity that you know people many years ago didn't didn't receive you know a lot of the empathy that uh, that they receive nowadays, and um, you know we uh, we're, we're we're hopefully part of a, of a, a new uh, period in 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 Ireland that uh, we can say that you know we're we're giving people a lot more care around mental health. Um, you know I have to also say Jim that. We, we know a lot of people in the country receive, uh, you know, a lot of support in um, in the acute uh, psychiatric units around the country. Uh, they they provide great lifelines as well for people um, who are struggling with perhaps depression or other mental health illnesses that uh, that um, you know people have. But uh, you know, Ireland only uh, since 1993 um, got rid of the um, the fact that. If you die by suicide, that it isn't a crime. Uh, it was a crime up to 1993 to die by suicide, which believe. So, you know, people ha- have been struggling with uh, with lots of aspects in our country around that, and also that you know people who died by suicide couldn't be buried in consecrated ground yeah. up to a period ago, and um, you know, thankfully things have changed, Jim. Yes. The stigma of reaching out for help is lessening over time and there's a lot more that we have to do uh, we have to get the number of people dying by suicide uh, really down and uh, we are continually you know challenged by that and uh, working hard at trying to achieve that okay next up we're going to play tom's second choice of track for the day what have you got for us tom the next piece i'd like to 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 ask you to play yes. is a piece by Planksty, yeah. uh, and uh, the song that i've selected is the good ship kangaroo. Oh, well, once I was a wedding man that lived at home, it is. Now I am a man and heard that there's the angry seas. I always loved seafaring in life, I bid me love the Jew. Ship to steward and cook me boys and board a kangaroo. Oh, I never thought she would prove false or lead a prove untrue. As we sailed away to Milford Bay and board a kangaroo. Think of me, oh, think of me, she mournfully did say. When you were in the foreign land and I am far away. Take this lucky tarupany bed, it'll make you bear in mind That loving, trusting, faithful heart you left in tears behind 
Cheer up, cheer up, me old true love Don't weep so bitterly She sobbed, she sighed, she choked, she cried And she could not say goodbye I won't be gone for very long It's but a month or two But when I return again Of course I'll visit you we never thought she would prove false or either prove untrue As we sailed away to the Milford Bay on board the kangaroo Our ship was homeward bound from many is the farting shore Many is the farting present unto me love I bore I brought artists from tender reef and ties from Timbuktu A china rash and a Bengal cash and a Bombay cockatoo off I sauntered to Ellen on the street to pull the town Where the old lady she was hanging out her gowns Where is my love she's vanished about six months ago Where a smart young man that drives the van for Chapel and Son and Co Oh, we never thought she would prove us or either prove untrue As we sailed away through Milford Bay on board a kangaroo Suds and blue, hearts through love and pit and starch and washing soda too. I'll go and do some farting shore, no longer can I stay. With some shine, a hot and tot, they'll throw me life away. Oh, me love, she is no foolish girl, her age it is to score. Me love, she is no spinster, she has been married twice before. I cannot say it was her wealth that stole me heart away. She works down in the laundry for one and nine a day. We never thought she would prove false or either prove untrue as we sailed away through Milford Bay on board a kangaroo. Join me, Jim McCausland, for the Business Hour on Ross FM every Thursday from 5pm to 6pm for all your business news and business chat. Are you worried that someone you love is in suicidal distress? When you recognise the signs of suicide, you can help a loved one begin their journey towards hope. Go to pieda.ie to learn the warning signals and see the simple steps that you can take to help. No suicide, know the signs. Pieta, ending suicide, beginning hope. 